Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the best and your favorite nerd and pop culture podcast on the planet and all platforms known to man. I am your host, Nia Rosano. Join my fellow co-host, Gage Pond. Say what's up, buddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing today? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll save the actual answer for that whenever we move to small talk. Uh, fair enough. So if you're new here. We talk about nerd stuff, we talk about pop culture stuff, we talk about whatever pleases us, whatever angers us, anything we want. There's no format, but we just roll with it. You can cut it now. Sorry, I'm taking a bite of my sandwich. Stop eating. Why? Because. I'm hungry, I didn't get to eat today. It's, it's unprofessional. I didn't get to eat today. What do you mean it's unprofessional? It's not like anything else we've ever done has been professional. Fair enough, I guess. You little goober. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I have a topic today that I think you'll like, the audience and you, Gage. Mm-hmm. But before we get into our topic, let's start off with some small talk. Lay it on me. All right. So, where to start? Well, really, uh, I, well, I mean, it's really not that fascinating a small talk, but to this is really... Uh, more of an explanation as to why I sound dead, and I mean, there's probably other episodes where I've done it, but uh, today I I didn't sleep much last night. Uh, I'm not gonna say why. Doesn't really matter. I didn't sleep. That's not really uncommon. Uh, I had to get up at 5:30, go to work, and today at work was a mess. It was really busy. Everything ran fine, and in, in the general scheme nothing you know went awry but it was just you know non-stop moving around and lifting up heavy things and there was so much laundry in the soiled room that uh the piles were stacked so high i couldn't see the other side of the room <laughs> uh that sounds like it sucks uh yeah well i mean i could use the workout it was funny though because uh i wear a beanie while i work you know because i'm around clean laundry as well as dirty laundry and i don't want my hair getting in the dirty or the clean laundry so i'll always wear a beanie you know and plus i just would prefer to have my head covered uh but it got so hot i took it off which is rare like that doesn't happen normally i don't just give up on like wearing a beanie or especially like an overshirt or something uh but two of the women at this desk somewhere uh, i don't know some station customer service desk it seems uh, never really talked to them, but they, I, based off of what they did, I, they got to know me as the guy with the beanie. This is pretty much really? how, well, yeah, and I, well, I assume that because whenever it was at that point of the day, I gave up on the beanie, took it off, shoved it in my locker, I was done with it. Uh, and, and so I went on run without it, you know, and this is the first time I did that, you know, no one's seen my hair until today at that place. <laughs> uh, Except for the little bit that pops out in front of the beanie. But whenever I was walking by, one of the ladies comes out from, I don't know, somewhere and goes behind the desk and she goes, you're not wearing your beanie today. You know, this is the first thing she said to me. Never, don't know her name. Never, she never says hello. You know, I mean, she'll like, you know, silently nod and whatnot. Never had a discussion with this woman before. And that was the first thing she ever said to my face. You're not wearing your beanie. I'm like, yeah, no, so I, I can't. Did you did you appreciate that, or did you just kind of find it weird? I, no, I thought it was funny. I appreciated it. <laughs> okay. No, I, I um, appreciate. Well, I'm I'm a very simple 
easily flattered human being, I guess. Like when, right. pe- when people like notice that that stuff, like I don't know if you could consider like, you know, oh, well, he always wears a beanie as like a small thing. But when someone points it out, like they like clearly that they paid attention to me, you know, enough, yeah, uh, to know that there is like a thing I do. And in her case, it is you know the thing that she knows is I always wear a beanie. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. fine. I'm just, I'm just really worn out, and my arms are cramped still, and I don't know if it's gonna go down today. Eh, will alcohol help a bit? Well, maybe. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm... Yeah. Well, I, I don't got much small talk. Um, but my sound panels I ordered, uh, came in. They're still airing up, and I had to also order some, like double-sided tape, so I can mount them. What you do to would you do to air them up? There's two methods. I want to know which one you used. They're just airing up like in the air. You know, there's so they're like all compressed and stuff, right? Uh, not no, they're they're pretty like fluffy now, but I think they stopped to like harden a little bit. Well, if that's how it works. So what you would want to do with those? Maybe not yours. I don't I don't know. When I got mine, right, they were like air. They were like vacuum sealed, right? So they were mine were two. Well, then right. So there's two ways you can go about it. You can shove them in the dryer, or you could soak them. I would not recommend soaking them. Yeah, that didn't go well for you last time, did it? I mean, it went fine. It just took forever for them to dry. Yeah, I mean, if if they're not aired up uh, by tomorrow, I'm probably just gonna throw them in the dryer for like thirty minutes each or whatever. Did it? Did it? Did the was there a paper in the box that like said anything about that? Yeah, it said there are there are four methods. You can let them air out on their own. You can soak them in water. You can put a blow dryer to them, or you can put them in the dryer. You can't put a blow dryer to them. That's what I did to try and dry mine. Uh, soaking them works fantastically to actually get them puffed up, but you know, you'll spend like a week trying to get those things dry yeah and I, I was measuring like my little corner where my pc is and like 24 sound panels that's what i ordered is like actually perfect for like what i had in mind yeah i have a little bit more than i expected but i also didn't put them as whenever i measured i didn't take into account the uh i guess uh, you call them hooks on the wall where there used to be like a pole for a curtain and I don't have curtains in my room anymore because I hated them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little different. I have extra ones, and I have been meaning to put those up for almost a year now. Yeah, they've been just sitting in that corner of your room for a year. Well, because I have to use nails to put them up, and because I live in a rental, I can't use adhesive spray and stuff like you know I normally would prefer to do. Yeah, uh, so I went to Best Buy... To, like, try and see if they had any, like, adhesive spray or, like, sticky tape, like, double-sided tape, adhesive strips, whatever you want to call them, Mm -hmm. to mount them. And he's like, yeah, no, we don't have those in stock. You had to order them online. And the ones that they, the only ones they had online were, like, the ones that go throughout the entirety of the back of the sound panels. And they were, like, 60 bucks for, like, a 10-pack. So I'd be spending over 200 bucks trying to, you know, get enough of those to 
or no, sorry, over 90 bucks for a 10 pack. So I was spending over 200 bucks to get enough. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. It's way out of my price range and a little more fancy oh. than I need. The thing and he is, was like, yeah, that's fair. The thing is with adhesive spray, though, like, I mean, it, it varies depending on brand, you know. I think I, to- I told you before, adhesive can either weaken or strengthen over time. So, like, the longer it's yeah. up, it can become, uh, they can fall off on their own or they will never come off. Adhesive spray is really the, o- you really only want to use that if you're, like, uh, like if you own the house, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you own the house, if if you own the house and then you sell it or something like that, it's like, okay, well, yeah, there's these foam panels up on the wall. Uh, if you buy the house, it's your problem. You know, leave them up, take them down. You know, obviously, that like, that would be their responsibility. Uh, or, I mean, you were concerned about removing them, right? I'm right. Like, well, and then that, then that's the con, all right? Don't use adhesive spray. Like, I mean, if you plan on taking them down or if you're not comfortable with damaging them. Personally, if I lived in my own house, I would have used adhesive spray. I wouldn't have cared. If I had to pull them off at some point and I damaged them to the point where they couldn't be used, I would actually just get more. Um, I mean, the guy said, like, he's pretty big into, like, uh, like recording and his sound and all that, so he has, like, a whole studio room with sound panels and everything, and he told me, like, never use adhesive spray. And under, under like any circumstance. Uh, well, I think he's wrong. Well, then what did he know. say he used? Uh, he used uh, the the ones that he told me about from the, their website or whatever. The tape, or yeah, yeah, the fancy tape. Well, see the fancy the the adhesive strips. That's what they're really called. If they're double sided, they're adhesive strips. Uh, that is what like i would probably maybe rather do i don't i think his problem with adhesive spray is exactly that same thing like those will never come off unless you want to just rip them apart you know Uh, right for me it's like if i lived in my own house like if i had maybe if it was like in my bedroom like because right now that's what i do i record in my bedroom if this was a house that, that you know i i owned or you know parents whatever i probably wouldn't use adhesive spray just because this isn't like ideal for me i would rather have a separate room to record in right my own studio and that is a situation where i would use adhesive spray provided it were a house that i owned but you know yeah i don't know i I, I didn't really want to use adhesive spray to begin with well and that's fine i mean i mean you know it's 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 up to you uh, adhesive sh- uh, that's why the main thing i stressed for you is adhesive strips those would be best for you yeah that's what i bought it's just so- uh, on amazon that's uh, and the oh, ones i got they're 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 super light so they're not like heavy like yours are so hopefully you know it'll be a little better speaking for me speaking of amazon one last bit of small talk this happened less than an hour ago when I got home, I don't know what happened to lead me down this path, or I don't know what train of thought did this, but I almost impulse bought a 3D printer. Okay. I just, I was, I got home, I was laying down, and then I, just, I don't know, goofing around on my phone, and then all of a sudden, I was, I was about to, like, set up a, a payment plan for a 3D printer. I don't even know how I got to that. I just blacked out, and I was there. That's uh, that's hilarious. 
I mean, I want a 3D printer. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't like build stuff that actually has a use. Probably, I'd probably just build the most random crap. Uh, the reason I kind of want a 3D printer is, I mean, like with all the D and D fans and you know D and D friends that I have, like, I mean, I can make some money doing that. You know, 3D printing stuff for people. Yeah, resin's Provide expensive it. though, so you gotta kind of charge out out the ass. Uh, not exactly. I mean, it depends. Uh, but I mean, not like robust stuff. So the main thing I would think about is like uh models, right? So like yeah, D like, D like D little D Warhammer figures. models. Yeah, I wouldn't print out like a like terrain pieces. You know, not I mean those I would charge out the ass for. Uh, so, but I don't know. I very well might get a 3D printer. I, I've actually, I've been, I've wanted one for a very long time for numerous reasons, but. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Yeah. So the topic I have today is we're going to be looking at some movies and games that have Greek and Norse mythology in them that are a big part of it and like analyzing it, seeing like what they did right based on actual like Norse and Greek fact and you know what the actual religion and mythology is you know well I mean that is interesting I couldn't tell you too much about actual like Greek and North mythology. well a bit actually but I mean there's people who are basically like scholars right yeah so there's like, you know, one thing is like there are Tolkien scholars, you know, people who have deeply, deeply analyzed Tolkien's work to the point where they could probably do Tolkien's work as well. That, stretching it a bit, maybe. It's the same thing with like Norse and Greek mythology. There's people that know things about it that you will probably not ever learn from anywhere else just about. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I'll i do my best, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, so the main three, or two, really, that I... Uh, it, it, it's kind of three, in a way. Um, I'll say, we'll say two and a half. Uh, heavy hitters that I was thinking of was, uh, like, original God of War, where it's Greek mythology, new God of War, where it's Norse, and Marvel, how they, you know, implemented their... I, whatever they call it for Greek or for Norse, Norse mythology. It's, it's Norse mythology. Yeah, I, I mean, well, sort of. So, God of War is probably going to be the one that I am the best with. Cause, uh, Marvel's actually kind of accurate. It's just a, a few small things, I guess. But with God of War, right? So, the original trilogy, Greek mythology, right? Uh, it, that is actually very largely accurate what what it what they were doing with that is they took greek mythology right and then just inserted a character into the mix right so right you have greek mythology plop kratos in there this is what happens the only although uh this is not i mean this is not a nitpick i respect god of war i love it but uh they did not do athena accurately right uh for the sake yeah. of the story all basically the, the the large philosophy in there is that gods are bad 
gods are bad. They're all bad. You know, most of them are bad. A lot of them are bad. All of them, whatever word you choose. Uh, Athena was bad in God of War, right? Uh, she she was not good. You know, I mean, she probably thought she was for a while, but she isn't. She's she's probably the worst, is what I would say, honestly. Um, and right. If it were like actual Greek mythology, all the other gods are pretty pretty set. Like, I mean, that I could. It makes sense that they would all use and abuse and try to murder Kratos. Athena would accurately be the only one trying to help him. Like, that would that would be what would actually happen if Kratos actually existed and that was part of real Greek mythology. So that's all pretty simple. Yeah. As far as Norse mythology goes, uh, well, the, the most obvious one, for uh again god of war is that uh loki is well i mean he's kratos's son that's not at all what what norse mythology is that's that's not that's not what it is they got it kind of right by saying it's lafay's son uh which in that part is is true that's i mean that's atreus's mom or loki you know atreus uh I think they, uh, I mean, they obviously added some things about the world into it. You know, they changed, uh, I, I couldn't, again, I can't tell you the, the major specifics, but the thing that is really good about it, and this is what I like more about Marvel, because this built the stigma, is, and people hated this, they hated Thor, because Thor was a big, fat dude in, in God of War Ragnarok. And newsflash for anyone who might not know, Big Fat Thor, if you've seen him, that is accurate Thor. Right. That is what he is supposed to look like. I mean, Chris Hemsworth as as Thor in the Marvel Universe, muscular, you know, I mean, that's fine, all right? It's a superhero universe, so, I mean, of course it's going to be a big, strong, fit man. But for the Norse... You know Norse mythology, Vikings. Their the their symbol of power, their uh, image of power, was that a a big big fat dude, you know. And you know, Thor is Thor is basically the pinnacle of strength and power. So he is the biggest and the fattest. Man, I didn't realize this was your episode. Oh uh, well, I mean, I told you what I know. I mean, if you got something else to contribute, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for now. I mean, yeah, but I didn't want to do everything at once. Well, that was just God of War. I didn't even start on Marvel yet. There's yes, you other did. Things. There's, I mentioned one thing about Marvel. Don't be like that. You want more? I got more. No. Okay, then speak. All right, well, that that fat thing was one of my talking points that I had planned out. Um, but you kind of already hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I kind of don't know where to start now because you already talked about everything. I did not talk about everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's start off with, with God of War and how, like, I'm not too familiar with Greek mythology as I am with Norse, but, uh, I never played the old God of War games, but, uh, what was it? So the Greek mythology was pretty accurate to the original God of War, as you said, right? 
mostly, yeah. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I mean, I know, um, I mean, I read, I read a lot of the, uh, Greek stories, um, and as far as I can tell, like, most of the history is pretty accurate, um, there's, there's some small things that I'm unsure of that I could bring up, uh, there's a bit in one of them with, uh, Icarus, right? Uh, the guy who made wax wings and then, you know, tried to fly to the sun and then they melted. You know, typical mm-hmm. story of arrogance. Well, in God of War, you meet Icarus because he's trying to get to the fates, you know. Uh, and, I mean, they made Icarus kind of this crazy nut job who, you know, attacks, attacks Kratos because, I mean, people know who Kratos is. Uh, and he, you know thinks that Kratos is like a disgusting, you know, unworthy freak. And, uh, well, Icarus doesn't last after that. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually ever what Icarus's goal was, you know? The only thing I, like, the only thing I know about Icarus is exactly that. He made wax wings, tried to fly to the sun, and they, you know, melted and he fell and, uh, died, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's just that that's just the the cautionary tale of arrogance, right? Yeah. Um. And I think there's a couple more, but I'm not. I, I I'm kind of blank. I need to like think about it for a minute. Well, I think like the the biggest thing we can really talk about is like just how scuffed Marvel's version of like Asgard and Nor- Norse mythology really is. If you think of like about it in depth like for one uh this one that i thought about a lot recently watching the thor movies again but heimdall like heimdall is like so underwhelmingly weak in the movies you know yeah, yeah. heimdall has so much more power in 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 mythology than he does in uh you know this well, or these movies there and there's a thing to that i'm gonna i mean this isn't technically devil's advocate but movies never really get anything accurate even like whether it's like portraying the comic or portraying the actual mythology because i mean you look at the comics if you read actual comics Everyone in the Marvel Universe, like heroes or even villains, they're better in the comics. You know, they're they're stronger. They're, they do a lot cooler and, like, more wild things than they do in the movies. Um, right. I have a couple examples. Like, I have a couple of severe examples, Not, but they're not pertaining to Marvel, so I'm not going to bring them up right now. Um... So Heimdall, yeah, so... I, I don't know a whole lot about Thor comics, so I don't really know exactly how Heimdall is in the comics, but I'm willing to bet that Heimdall in, in, in Marvel comics is actually still pretty, pretty OP. Yeah, because like the, the one scene that like stands out to me the most is where uh, Heimdall is trying to cut down Loki and he just freezes Heimdall like that would never happen. He would have seen that coming from 10 miles away. Well, that's not exactly the same ability set, though. 
uh, as far as I'm aware, this is this is all speculation. Well, um, in mythology, Heimdall has the power of foresight. Well, so he right. can see things before they happen. So he would have seen that before it happened and therefore not got frozen. Right, but Heimdall in Marvel does not have foresight. He just has sight. He can just Which, peer... He can't... Exactly. No, but that's that's different. You're not... Because Heimdall in Norse mythology is reading the intentions of people. Okay, he... He can see what they're like exactly what they're about to do before they do it, you know, right before they do it or as they're doing it. Heimdall and Marvel can just peer across the galaxy and see only what is actively happening. He can yeah, I mean he can episodes of... he can read intentions maybe, you know. I mean, it's not like Heimdall's an idiot, you know, cuz he kind of does it a little bit with Loki. He he already has that, you know, and one of the first movies has that itch where he's like, you're not right. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what this episode's about. It's exactly what it's about. Like, p- nitpicking, like, what is, what differs from actual mythology in movies and games and whatever, you know? Well, but, I, well, and that's and that's fine, but I don't, Saying that Heimdall in Marvel is underpowered compared to actual Norse Heimdall isn't... I don't think that's the best way to really say it. Because, I mean, it's just... That's that's just a, that's an, a differentiation in skill or, or ability, you know? He wasn't meant to, you know, do that in Marvel Universe. Uh... Fair enough, I guess. I mean, if we really wanted to go down the route of accurate Heimdall versus Marvel Heimdall, I, I mean, that would make sense. I couldn't tell you that though. I don't really know. I don't actually know a whole lot about Heimdall himself, uh, other than what I've seen and honestly, what I've seen in God of War Ragnarok and uh, uh, what's it called, Thor, Marvel, Marvel Thor stuff. Yeah. Another big thing uh, that's to to me that differentiates is Hela. It's portrayed that uh, Hela is the sister of Thor and Loki, half-sister or whatever. But Hela is Loki's daughter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was another thing that I was going to bring up. See, I didn't, I didn't say everything. <clears throat> but yeah, and, no. and it's, it's just, it's weird. Because, like, I remember seeing, like, fanfics and like stuff of loki and hella like together i'm just like no don't don't well, put her I, put, put him with his daughter please stop i'm not 100 percent sure but i think in the marvel comics e- even in the comics hella is loki's daughter I, i'm pretty I, I mean i don't necessarily know i haven't i've never actually read any thor comics but i'm pretty sure that marvel comics Hela is Loki's daughter, but for some reason the movie they're like, oh no, this is Odin's daughter. I, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. It makes absolutely. I think the reason they really did that is because they wanted to somehow mix in Valkyrie into the mix, right? Right. Uh, so they just skewed it, which I mean, that's just what Disney does. So I mean, can't really be surprised. I mean, yeah, because they just. They they had to give us another female empowering character. 
Well, I mean, and Val well, Valkyrie's a real Marvel character, and Valkyrie's cool. They just, it's it's like they tried to, they wanted to find a way to introduce her, and they just took one of the, like, not very good ways to do it. Yeah. Um, I, maybe again, I'm not not an expert on Thor comics. I could be wrong. Maybe in the comics, you know, Hela's Odin's daughter anyway. But either way, that's not accurate to normal Norse mythology. Hela's yeah. Loki's daughter. And they, they, I don't know, it could be true in Marvel, but as far as I'm aware, they didn't really give Fenrir any backstory other than Hela just rode him. But Fenrir is also Loki's son. Yeah, yeah, Fenrir is also Loki's son. Loki is honestly not that different from Zeus. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to point that out. Uh, Loki... Loki, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really want to go into detail, but yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, I uh, think there that that, hmm? that thing about like just. I had actually explained to my wife like, uh, whenever like, I I like played God of War Ragnarok on like the TV like someone's playthrough, and she was like, "Why is Thor fat?" And I was like, because that's how actual Norse mythology is. Because Strength right. isn't depicted off of how muscular and fit you look. It's depicted on how fat you are and well, how fat it, you look. Well, I mean, not uh, kind of. I mean, because no, I mean, that, the, that's that's well, layman's terms. Well, I mean, if you want to, I'm, 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 I hate that I have to do this. Uh, you can be fat and weak, right? But. The thing is, is like in in that culture, they you know ate a ton, and they were strong. Like they weren't fit, you know. They weren't fit. They were just extremely tough, and you know could lift you know five times their weight. Obviously, an exaggeration. Yeah. Um, so and I mean, they those men were you know big fat dudes really it's an excessive a very excessive dad bod is probably the best way to say it the so, way i explained it was uh like you you are fat because you eat a lot and you're well nourished it's a symbol of strength because you are well fed you know yeah that, that's another thing just in general throughout history kings would as far as i'm aware would usually be fat because when you had a obviously the king who is the wealthiest and has the most access obviously he's going to be fat he's going to be well fed uh yeah but that's just i mean that's just fat you know but when they're strength because i you know the vikings weren't pumping iron you know i imagine some of them probably were muscular but the thing is is you could but they also ate a lot they had to you know so really yeah, what like, it is is Thor is a fat guy, but he also probably has a ton of muscle underneath it, right? Well, yeah, because you have to to be able to move all that around for one. And two, like back in that kind of time period, that age, there was a lot more manual labor going into everything you did. I, I mean, not even just a lot. It was everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really. Th I can't really like other than I guess cooking. 
maybe, with an oven. I'm pretty sure they had some kind of oven back then. That's, like, it. That's the only type of, like, automized thing that they could do, you know? Uh, yeah. But building houses, doing any kind of work, any kind of work was... Sailing was a lot of work. Yeah, you pretty much always had to have someone on focus or rowing or whatnot at all times. Basically, they used their bodies and they got strong. 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 Yeah, I know what yeah. I said. I, an, another another thing um, is Mjolnir, because Mjolnir is very, very different from Norse mythology and Marvel. Yeah, I actually have something small about Mjolnir. It's not, I mean, I... The only thing that I really know the difference between Mjolnir from, like, Marvel versus, like, Norse... So in uh, Marvel, the you to pick it up, you have to be worthy. Like it's magic, right? You have to right. like meet some mystical standard in order to be able to lift it. And so far, the only people who've been able to do that was Thor and Captain America. Hulk can actually very slightly, but that's not. Because it wasn't he's always like that though, because it, there wasn't an enchantment on it until Thor like you know went rogue in the first movie well so well first it was symbolic all right it was given to him because i mean mjolnir before the enchantment and whatnot was still a legendary king's weapon so thor was considered worthy of it and then odin mm -hmm. did what he did so there was like an actual like measure of worthiness and thor was that measure of worthiness he just had to reattain it uh, Captain America was just able to do it, you know, because obviously. But in actual Norse mythology, as far as I'm aware, it's the same thing. There's a symbolic representation of worthiness, which is just carrying the hammer, or be or being given it or whatnot. You know, that is the worthiness of it. But I don't think there's actual any actual magic making it so Thor's the only one can lift it up. I think Thor right. is just in Norse mythology, he's the only one physically strong enough to pick it up, right? Yeah, and, and like I saw like a video back when Ragnarok was first released. It's like, oh, look at this scene. Uh, Kratos was able to lift Mjolnir, but he just kind of deflected Mjolnir with the axe, and I'm pretty sure it was the axe that was able to take the, take the force of Mjolnir and not Kratos. Well, so there's a well, but the thing is, is that happens a few times. All right. So he, it's like the beginning of the game, he throws his axe at it, that stops it. Uh, there's a point when he kind of like moves it while it flies at him. And then there's a point when he kind of dodges it and then grabs it and tries to, I don't know, throw it back or something. He grabbed it, basically. He stopped it. That's not the same, all right? That's, that is, you got to realize how strong Kratos is, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. You know, I'm pretty sure in, in, you know, that universe of God of War, I think Kratos is the only one who's actually going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Thor, other than, you know, Jormungandr. Uh, but he's, you know, he's a big old snake, so I mean... Uh, but yeah, pe I don't understand what people's, like, gawk at that is. I mean, it's cool to see. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, whoa, amazing. But it didn't surprise me that Kratos could do that, you know? Yeah. I was just happy but, uh, to see it. 
I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt that Kratos could not lift it and wield it due to the fact that his axe was mostly the thing that was able to counter it because that's what it was literally built for is what Brock and Sindri said that the axe was made to be a weapon to fight against Mjolnir well I think Kratos I mean it's kind of like the same thing with the Hulk is kind of like because the Hulk in Marvel can lift Mjolnir if he tries really really hard his strength can just barely circumvent that magic basically right right uh and in norse mythology take the magic out of it and it's kind of just the same thing he can probably lift it and and use it he just has to try hard to do it right that's yeah he got turned a world breaker hulk (laughs) yes well sort of well he didn't need to turn into world breaker hulk to pick it up it's just you know I remember there's that one scene. That, sorry, this just made me think of it. Uh, in like the first Marvel movie, uh, it was like Hulk like tried to pick up Mjolnir after he was like sparring with Thor a bit, and he didn't. Uh, like I mean that that happens a few times, but there was a comic where Thor did lift the hammer. He didn't do much with it, but he was able to Hulk. pick it up for a little bit. You mean Hulk? Hulk. What did I say? You said Thor. Oh, no, I meant Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, To caveat off of that, um, what was I going to say? Like, Thor, not Thor, Hulk is, and uh, I just lost my entire current thought. I apologize. I sound like a bumbling idiot, which I am. That's what is, is at the heart of this podcast, two bumbling idiots ranting about nerd stuff let's not go throwing around words like idiot for no reason fair enough um there was a deleted scene in infinity war where hulk and banner actually had a breakthrough and actually were able to turn into professor hulk but they took that out and just put it in the end game out of nowhere in our faces and i think they should have kept that scene uh, well, they did it wrong. I, I don't. I don't like how they did Professor Hulk in that. Neither do I. Because in in the comics, right, there is a there is a comic where it is Bruce Banner with the body of the Hulk, right? But I I, I don't understand why they did this to Hulk. I I will never understand at all why they thought doing what they did was a good idea. In the comics, Bruce Banner as the Hulk will still throw down. Like yeah, he, because Hulk is still there. Hulk is still part of his mind. You know? Well, I mean, it's not even that. Like, because Banner knows what, you know, he knows what he goes up against. He knows what's, you know, at stake. And he'll use that ability if he needs to. That's why, he, for, I mean, eventually he was okay with turning into the Hulk under, you know, conditions, I guess. Uh, but with Bruce Banner at the steering wheel with the body of the Hulk, it's completely under control. There is no condition, you know? Right. So, I mean, Bruce Banner would use Hulk strength, you know, for to, you know, do whatever, fight bad guys or something. Uh, but instead, they just made him what, what is famously known now as Soy Hulk. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I, I, I loved the scene in the beginning of Endgame where you're just at that diner with, like, a huge plate of eggs, a huge plate of sausage. I'm just like, I, I want that. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty much just how I eat. Yeah. But I'm small. There was another thing that I wanted to mention about Endgame. Um, I forgot what it was, though. So let's just continue. Um, can you think of any more nitpicks about the Marvel Universe and their renditions of Norse mythology that don't make any sense? Do, do we want to talk about Jane being, being Thor? Jane being Thor? Oh, the mighty Thor? No, the, the female Thor. Yeah, the mighty Thor. That's what she's called. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, she's... There's Thor, and then there's the mighty Thor. That's what she's known as. Uh, well, didn't it, know that. in the comic, they actually... is. I mean, I didn't actually... I did not like Love and Thunder. Me either. Uh, but they... Uh, they aside from you know the you know feminist messaging they were putting into the movie they got jane pretty accurate in that movie because that's exactly what it is you know she she uses mjolnir she uses the power of thor but she has cancer right and when she uses that power it it stops it basically cures her for that moment you know but when she gives it up or if she stops using it she goes right back or right to like stage four like at the dying stages right yeah it it like it it helps her but it also makes her condition worse so it like it's you know the thing that gives her strength and keeps her alive is also the like the thing that will kill her basically uh i i i kind of i i really like though that kind of storytelling in movies like star wars is a great example of that you know with anakin and padme don't really need to explain it. everyone probably knows what i'm referring to in that i uh, i i actually i don't know what you mean how is that related so like anakin he, he had those dreams right mm-hmm. of padme dying yeah so he did everything in his power to prevent that from happening but he ended up being the reason it happened. So oh. his power was the reason it happened, and her power, her using the power, is the reason her condition worsened. You know. Yeah, and actually, to get on topic, now that you mentioned that, there's another thing to to that point, but on the you know main topic, uh, in Ragnarok, or maybe Ragnarok, or it was Ragnarok or one of or the 2016 one, I can't remember, or 2018, but basically Kratos is talking about. Uh, oracles right people who could basically see the future in a vague way right Mm -hmm. uh and kratos says he's like you know yeah it's true oracles can do that he's like but they're often blinded by their own prophecies so i think mimir or atreus asks him what he means and kratos says a story and this is true this is in the old games this is like a thing that happens uh kratos after his like you know fiasco with Ares. you know killed his family and all that and he was he was still bonded to Ares. right there was a mystical bond that kept kratos bound to Ares, and he sought to break it it was in god of war ascension so he sought out an oracle to help him do that and the oracle's prophecy uh she said she had a prophecy where the god of war would be would tear down the walls of olympus right uh, so in her mind, that was Ares. It was Ares who was going to destroy Olympus. So she helped Kratos so that way uh, 
he could, you know, break free from that and eventually destroy Ares. What the Oracle did not see is that Kratos would then take his office as the god of war. And <laughs> again, that leads right back to it. She ultimately proved her prophecy correct because she helped Kratos. Because Kratos that's was the true. god of war. Yeah, that's how it went. Um, so there there you go. There's It's like the one time we had like a tangent that actually like made sense and worked. Right. That's amazing. We're getting more professional by the minute. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should cut my hair. Get more professional. No, I'm just. No, I'm not gonna do that. Never mind. Well, I'll take this brief intermission to give a thanks to our wonderful sponsor, Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy powder, unlike any other energy powder out there. Things you know, you probably heard of them. I'm not gonna say the names because you know reasons but like other generic energy powders you know they use synthetic caffeine artificial like sweeteners and sugars and so we after you drink them you kind of feel like a like a caffeine and like a sugar crash afterwards but with dubby you don't get that you don't get the crash because it uses natural caffeine and natural sugars to sweeten and give you the energy they also have like this special thing that like gives you focus they patented it i think it's called like neuroptic or something so you get like gamer sense and it's proven that for every serving of W you drink, you get like 30 women. I, I, I don't know if we could legally say that, but I have a question. What's up? Can I eat the powder whole? Um, yeah. It's actually recommended that you snort the powder and then just drink a gallon of water. Oh, I want W. Is there like a special discount code I can use because I have no money? Yeah, so if you go to the website, dubby.gg, and use code JOBRO10, J-O-B-R-O-10, at checkout, you'll get 10% off your entire order. I'm gonna go buy everything they have right now. You better. I will. Lord knows you could use the women. Hey, now. I'm just talking, I was thinking about the energy part. That's not nice. Take it back. I'm sorry, I take it back. Oh, okay, thank you. Well, you're right, but still. <clears throat> well, I don't... You know what? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's not important. Uh, what were we saying? We were on a, a little break of a topic, or a little break on subtopic, oh, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I was talking about professionality and then brought up cutting my hair for no reason, even though I don't really need to. Uh, Well, let's see. What else is there uh i'm trying to think one thing actually is uh no that did happen in ragnarok never mind i was gonna bring up the story about how fenrir uh bit tears arm off uh yeah because of some like crap odin pulled I, I can't remember the exact story but uh, that did happen it's just that tear like i don't know grew his arm back or something like that i can't remember um well, I'm not entirely sure what else there is. I'm trying to think about other fictions besides Marvel and God of War, but those are like two of the prominent ones. Um, I'm not really sure what other... I mean, there's like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, um, um, there, I, I looked up this uh, like little article about eight things Marvel got wrong about Norse mythology. 
Oh, um, read it. And the, I, I was just scrolling through it to see if I could think of anything. But Ragnarok. Now, Surtur was a part of Ragnarok in the game, but I think very different, right? Uh, well, it depends. Because, I mean, Surtur is the one that destroys Asgard and is, you know, Ragnarok. Like, that's accurate, you know? And even even Thor Ragnarok, I, well, they, they kind of got that right. Like, Surtur destroys Asgard. Or, or Ragnarok. It's technically not the same thing. Um... I actually, I think it's more accurate in in uh, God of War because, like, there was there was a thing to it, you know. Uh, it was Surtur's fire and uh, what I cannot remember her name. Like, uh, basically the opposite of Surtur. She's like ice. You know? Sif? No, it wasn't Sif. Sif. No. Uh, it's uh. some some magic being, basically. Uh, I can't remember name uh but with you know uh thor ragnarok it was just you, you gotta put the crown in the fire and then he gets big and then Daddy. he stabs the island and it blows up and then Surtur, i don't know has a rave or something afterwards i don't know scotty does that sound familiar i i don't know i <laughs> i couldn't tell you yeah well uh what I'm reading is so in Morse mythology, yes, yeah, Surtur um, led the fire giants, and Loki led the army of the dead. But in Gothor Ragnarok, Hela led the army of the dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. But... and uh, yeah. Odin was eaten by Fenrir, and Thor was killed by the serpent. Yeah, sounds about right. Um. Well, 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 they kind of changed up the story a little bit. I mean, they always do. You kind of have to, you know, because, I mean, well, I mean, it's not even that you have to. It's just what it is. I, I like uh, the way that, like, God of War has done things. Uh, well, yeah, because they stay true to, you know, what you can call source material of being the actual mythology. Well, yeah, I mean, you can even take it in, a, like, I mean, it's not even just the accuracy of it. Uh like the frost giants you know or the jotuns frost giants whatever i can't remember if it's exclusively frost giants or whatnot but they're not good in uh actual norse mythology as far as i'm aware but they they flip it right you know for mm -hmm. the for the story it's it is the aesir that are bad it is you know uh i like i like how they do the story um you know what I kind of would have loved to see in like a in like a Thor movie besides Love and Thunder, like mm -hmm. if they didn't do that. What I would have liked to see like Thor traveling to like Svartalheim, you know, Helheim, all those all the different realms. I think there was one where he was in Svartalheim. I just can't. No, yeah, there was. He was in Svartalheim. It was the uh dark the dark world Thor the dark world that basically that world that was that like a the, desolate planet yeah that's svartalheim yeah but you know like more than just like a scene you know because all, all that is is just a scene it's not just one scene it's a couple there's like a couple scenes and this in the main like the main scene where thor is there it's a long one like it's a long scene 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair, it's, but it's I, I would have just, like, liked to see more of it, you know? It's not like there's many, many reasons to be there. But I, I, I get just, what you're saying. It, I get what you're yeah. saying. It is it is cool. Uh, there's Vanaheim in uh, Dark World as well. You really didn't see much of that. That actually was exactly one scene. Yeah. Um, what are, not, I can't remember all of the realms off the top of my head. I can't. Oh, wait. Give me a minute. I, I got this. Okay, so there's Midgard, Asgard, uh, Niflheim, Vanaheim, Svartalheim, Helheim, uh... You got two more. No, I don't. I have yeah, three you... more. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, you're right. Okay, let me restart. So... Midgard, Asgard, um, Midgard, Asgard, uh, Helheim, Niflheim, Jotunheim, Svartalheim, Vanaheim, uh, shucks, then there's two more, um, yeah, I'll give you a hint, one is the Land of the Fairies, it's, or so-called, Oh, Alfheim. There's Alfheim. Yep, Alfheim. And the last one. What is it? Uh, don't tell me. I just... Uh, I swear, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't got it. Go, go ahead and tell me. Muspelheim. Muspelheim. God! I, tra- <laughs> Ugh, I hate yeah. that I couldn't think of that. Yeah, so all under Yggdrasil, Alfheim, Asgard, Jotunheim, Vanaheim, Midgard, Svartalheim, Nilfheim, Helheim, Muspelheim. I knew it was something that began with an M. I just. I, I was gonna tell you that that you I I would I wish I did because you'd be like I know. Huh? Oh, I was gonna you... give you a hint of like it starts with an M. You'd be like I know. Yeah, I. I just, I had it, man. I just, I I don't know why. My brain just quit. Muspelheim is like the, the hell, yeah, the hellish. Well, quote, base, Muspelheim is supposedly where, like, all the fire in the nine realms was created. That's uh, where Surtur is from. Yeah, so it so basically... We did see uh, Muspelheim in Thor. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Well, barely. That again was also one scene. Um, you pretty much saw all the nine realms at least once, in uh, in uh, in the Thor movies. I'm not sure about Niflheim actually. I can't remember. Jotunheim was the frost planet, right? Yeah, that was the the planet of you know the frost giants in the first movie. Yeah. So we saw Asgard, obviously, we saw Midgard, we saw Jotunheim, we saw Muspelheim. Svartalheim was the one on Dark World, correct? Yeah, and Vanaheim. Yeah, we saw Vanaheim for like two seconds. Um, Alfheim. I, I don't think we ever saw Alfheim. I don't believe so, no. There's like three. There's like three realms in Alfheim, Niflheim, and uh, Helheim. Didn't see those. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't. Uh, well, I, I guess my statement is false. Well, wait, you. I think you did. We we did cut. We got to see a tiny bit of Helheim when Hella was like the bits in Ragnarok when it was like flashbacks to Hella being imprisoned. I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be Helheim. Because that's, what, that's that. where Hella is, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. She that I mean, obviously Thor Thor never went there, but I'm pretty sure you saw glimpses of Helheim is what that was. Um, but other than that, Niflheim and Alfheim are the pretty much the two that we didn't see. Uh, as far as I'm aware, it's been a long time since I've seen those movies, and I don't really care to watch them again anymore. So you know what kind of confuses me? What? It's like there are nine realms, right? So what are all the other billions of planets part of? Like what realm? Well, so when they say the nine realms, right? Odin is the ruler of the nine realms. That is effectively his kingdom, right? Uh, or uh, protector of the nine realms is, is the way that it's phrased. Uh, that is, like, his area, per se, right? His domain. Yeah, that's his domain. There's other realms. Uh, like, and even Hela says that, you know? Uh, Asgard should be the ruler of all the realms, you know? And that Odin just stopped at nine is, is basically what that was. There's other realms. It's just, there's the nine. Uh, which is true, true, true. pretty much just what Odin that that is what Odin keeps. But is that accurate to actual Norse mythology? Are there more than nine realms in actual Norse? I'm not sure. Well, because well, in Ragnarok, there's more than nine realms as well. Uh, they made that clear. But I, th I mean, it's hard to say because I imagine in. With actual Norse mythology, and and the the belief behind it, they had no way of knowing how many worlds there are really. Uh, so I mean, it's like, I mean, there might just be nine. Maybe they thought our solar system was the nine realms. I don't know. I, well, their solar system. What do you mean their solar system? I'm talking about actual history, like real humans that existed on Earth. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like I, thought they... <laughs> talk... I, th I thought you were talking about mythology. No. Well, I mean, kind of. I think I, I think the, the belief behind the, uh, the nine realms. I don't. I don't know. Is maybe somehow. I don't. Couldn't tell you how. They maybe got a grasp that there were nine planets. And they called them realms, nine realms. Because I mean, some of them are. A theory could pretty, also be made. Pretty. Some of the realms are pretty similar to what you could describe as the planets we have. Obviously, yeah. there's Midgard here. Uh, which planets? The the icy one, Neptune or Pluto? I can't remember. I think it's Neptune. Neptune could be how high. It wasn't a planet. Or maybe one of them was even uh, Jotunheim. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But um, Mars beats Fossilheim, probably. 
that is, I mean, that's something I do a lot, right? Is I intertwine yeah. real world science with religion and fiction, right? It's something yeah. I'm quite good at. And I think a lot of it makes sense personally. A, a theory could also be made that maybe there was only nine realms because that's all that Adrisil branched out to. I, I, yeah, maybe. Well, it depends. I mean, we're looking at this from two different ways, though, right now. See, I mean, I, I get what you're explaining, but I'm not saying the same thing. I was connecting it between the the logic of why they would believe it with what reason they have to believe it, right? Well, that is also like well, I'm, I'm I'm presenting that too because maybe Yggdrasil only branched out to nine, so they only believed that there were nine realms. Right, but why would they believe that? Is the is the thing? Because Yggdrasil only branched out to the nine. That that does not answer the question. That's not that's not the same. Look, there, blind faith or belief doesn't exist, right? There was a reason they believed in Yggdrasil. There was a reason they believed there were nine. And if it only branched out to nine, there's a reason they would believe that it only reached nine, right? Uh, what that reason is, I don't know. But I proposed a theory there. You know, there's nine planets. They probably thought that was nine realms. Maybe they saw a constellation of a tree or they saw the Milky Way and it kind of looked like a tree. So they call that the, you know, Yggdrasil. I don't know. I mean, that would certainly make sense. You were able to see a lot more stars back then. You could see the whole Milky Way back then. Yeah, but now we got, you know, light pollution and actual pollution. Yeah, light pollution. Yeah. Uh, light pollution is, is probably, I guarantee, like, there was a, uh, a thing that was said once. Uh, I, people say it was like Morgan Freeman who said it. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it wouldn't surprise me. If you were to shut off, like, all the lights in the United States, or even just, like, New York alone, like, shut just black out, then you would see many, many, many more stars. Um, I believe that. But also, yeah, I, mean, I also that's fact. I also suspect that people's eyesight is probably a lot worse than it was for basically everyone else, you know, a couple hundred years ago plus. 100%, because all we do now is look at screens all day. Well, I mean, not even that. Like, uh, it's, well, I mean, you didn't, we haven't needed to have amazing eyesight. Like, because back then, you had to see things. I imagine they could probably see in the dark, uh, like, a lot better. Because you were a lot more vulnerable to predators or attackers or whatnot. You probably had really great eyesight and whatnot. Um, well, that, that, that's why, like, there are different eye colors. Because, you know, some people needed to develop lighter eyes so they could see more clearly in the dark. And some people didn't need to do that so they have dark eyes. Yeah, you don't need to lecture me on that one there, chum. I'm well aware. <laughs> I know you're well aware. I'm well aware. It's pain. Well, sort of. But I'm also, like, half blind. But what I mean is, uh, so, I mean, part of it, I mean, who, I'm pretty sure it's just the majority region is pollution, but I'm like, you know, I guarantee that part of it is just our eyes. Because uh, I know there was a thing, I think my dad once told me, it's like, if you were, like, in Arizona, you know, desert, 
you know, and he grew up there, maybe he's experienced this. If there is absolutely zero obstruction in front of you, you could see the light of a candle from over a mile away. Or about I a mile that. away. I believe that. I'm like, yeah, with absolutely zero obstruction in the middle of absolutely nowhere, most likely. That would make a lot of sense to me. Um, so, you know, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of things that would go into it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, geez, that was quite the tangent. Um, I don't know. I like, I like thinking about, you know, like, you know, there's like a religion that's like, oh, well, I wonder why they believe that. Because I don't, like I said, I don't believe in blind faith. Uh, anyone that believes in something believes in it for a reason that, you know, like a lot, a, a real world thing that happened that could maybe be explained, uh, or, you know, like related enough, like it makes more sense to believe that it was this than just like cosmic coincidence or uh, like nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that what probably would have happened is like with uh, well i mean i think stargazing exists stargazing existed back then right yeah like yeah. aristotle yeah so like it was there was stargazing and they probably got a grasp of of planets and it's like oh well there seems to be like nine there's like nine stars that don't really look like the regular stars and they called those realms and it's like you look up at the stars just in general and it's like well it's like there's the shape of the tree in the in the sky, you know, it's Yggdrasil. And then another thing on that is usually with illustrations of uh, Yggdrasil, one side is like, I think, a bright red, and the other side's like a darker blue or green or something like that. That is what the Milky Way looked like back then. Mm -hmm. So they saw the Milky also, Way and thought it was the tree of Yggdrasil. There are ten realms. You forgot Valheim. No, Valheim is something different. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing around. <laughs> if, I mean, if you really want to get serious about that, though, uh, I, I do like the joke, but um, I'm not sure if Valheim exists in uh, actual Norse mythology. That might have just been for the game, but Valheim is a realm disconnected from the rest of Yggdrasil, so it is not part of the Nine, or with actual Valheim included, part of the Ten, basically. Uh, Valheim is basically just the waiting room for Valhalla is the best way I describe it. I mean, my brother-in-law, Eric, who actually knows a lot about Norse mythology, it would be great to bring him into this episode because he could, you know, actually share, like, inf good information on, like, us. Uh, I don't think he likes it when I say that. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think he likes it when I say that Valheim is the waiting room for Valhalla because it's not, it's not oh. technically what it is. I, I just like making that joke. Because you go to Valheim to basically prove your worth to get into Val Valhalla, right? Right. Uh, and also, just for anyone, Valhalla is part of Asgard. Uh, I've, 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 I've talked to a couple people, and they said that there were ten, but they weren't talking about Valheim. They were talking about Valhalla. That's not true. Valhalla is an area of Asgard. That is yeah, because As Asgard was was huge. Like it, it's kind of small when you look at it on Marvel's standpoint, 
fall like Asgard was much much bigger than that. It's well for I think for what I think it was big in Marvel. It's just they didn't really emphasize it that much. Uh, and it's big in or it's it is small in Ragnarok though. Like there's only like the town that you know is that you see in in Ragnarok. And that's about it as far as I'm aware other than you know yeah. the vast open plains but you don't I mean you don't see those I I I love that scene at the end of Ragnarok where uh Korg's like oh those foundations are so strong we can rebuild another gone <laughs> Yeah he says, as long as the foundations still there we can rebuild gets blown up and now those foundations are gone sorry bruh <laughs> <laughs> bruh I, I I do like Korg. I mean, I I I I like Korg, but at the same time, like God of or Thor Ragnarok was kind of the start for for me. It was the start of Marvel's decline into just comedy with superhero movies. Yeah. like it. I, and so I think Ragnarok was the last good movie. It's like I think Korg is funny and all, and you know, and it is, but it's like. I don't watch superhero movies. Like, having comedic bits in it is is good. You know, that's fine. Uh, but to make superhero movies comedy movies that aren't spoofs, it that, like, that's not why I watch them. I want to watch superheroes brawl and, like, destroy stuff. I don't want to watch, like, Thor bumble around like an idiot because he said something awkward all the time i mean my monkey brain wants to see fight and explode uh, i look that's what that's what dudes like i mean that, that that's just a thing but I mean, yeah i don't know like i said uh it, you know it's like it's like bits there was one thing that I did kind of rationalize, and I made it okay in my head. Is Thor was like in uh, Endgame? He was, you know, he was fat. He was a little goofy. Um, which at first, whenever I was like first watching that, and I had this opinion for a while, I thought that was just the dumbest thing ever. But then there was that bit when they saw Thanos, and Thor locked down, got serious, and threw down. Like, that's yeah. an okay way to do Thor, where he, you know, I mean, Fat Thor, I actually didn't have a problem with Fat Thor in Endgame, like a lot of people did. I thought it was fine. For uh, reasons we clarified, that's a more accurate version of Thor. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily mind a goofy Thor that then, you know, knuckles down and, you know, can really break things. Uh, but it's like yeah. with like Love and Thunder, they that's when it like just really like there wasn't there just weren't really any bits of that movie where it seemed like Thor was truly serious. And, yeah, and Ragnarok was kind of like that as well for the most part. With Infinity War, it te it teetered because it was, I mean, it was kind of jokey, but you could. I mean, there were, there was you could see the weight that Thor was carrying at that point, right? Uh, they emphasized it more in Infinity War, and then they just like abandoned it, right? They forgot about it, then they made you acknowledge it, and then they just made you forget about it again, sort of. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Like, 
brain fart again i, I can't think today Here, i'm just me... i'm not i'm not in it today i'm gonna find a fart sound for my soundboard so that way when we have those moments of silence i can just play it how about this yeah that's good <laughs> that'll work <It> echoes. <laughs> i mean that is perfect how do i put this on my soundboard i like cert huh come on Why won't yeah you let but me uh you were saying about like that, like how Thor, like I, and uh, and I kind of declined as like not just a character per se, but like as like in the whole franchise. And I I agree with that. Like he didn't need to be like a bumbling idiot, basically, because that's how he kind of was in like the last few movies, especially Love and Thunder. But. I don't know. I, I, I do like how they kind of redeemed him in some parts, like especially in in like Endgame. He like was able to knuckle down and fight Thanos without, you know, being a drunken idiot. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate a little bit more how they how they did Thor. I mean, and then that immediately went away with Love and Thunder. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like it. I mean, if it, it's well, a huh? One thing that, like, I still am kind of, like, what is the strongest metal in the Marvel Universe? Uh, I, it's, I don't know, they say it, like, the first, the, they say it's, like, Vibranium in the Marvel movies, and in the X-Men movies, they say it's Adamantine, or Adamantium. Well, yeah, uh, but... And then there's the, basically, magic metal that you know, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker are made out of. I don't know. I and I don't What's really What's Thanos' care. sword made out of, though, too? I should, dude, who knows? Because that, that was able to break Vibranium like a toothpick. Well, that could also really more so be a testament to Thanos' physical strength. Uh, yeah, but even so, like metal on metal, one is going to give out and one is going to be the best, stronger one. Therefore, the sword was stronger. I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because the shield was old. I that, I, I I couldn't tell you, man. I don't I don't really think. About well, that. I I, mean, I, 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 I get the question, I, though. I, I just I, I don't know. I think they make it, like, very clear that, like, vibranium is, like, an eternal-ish metal. Like, it doesn't rust. It doesn't, you know, become brittle. I think they make that well, very clear in the movies. Well, because and... if you if you look in Black Panther, they had that museum with a really old piece of vibranium that was, like, rusted over. But it was still pristine under that rust. Because well, that rust wasn't even part of vibranium. Well, but... Another thing to think about is vibranium also came from space. They they made that evident in Black Panther. Like vibranium is did not originate on Earth. It was from like a meteor, and you find it in Wakanda because that's where the meteorite landed. So that's right. the only place you can get it on Earth. So well, they changed that in the new Black Panther movie. Yeah, well, I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to. Uh, but. So I mean, for all you, for all we really know, I mean, it might just have never been said. It could be that Thanos' thing was made out of vibranium. I don't. I mean, know. there are 
four medals that I can think of off the top of my head that are the could be contender for the strongest. That's vibranium, adamantium, whatever you know the Mjolnir or Stormbreaker is made out of, and carbonadium. Well, I, I I couldn't tell you. I I know vibranium comes from space. I just don't know the examples. As far as I'm aware, though, the only metal the the quote strongest metal that originates on Earth in the Marvel universe is adamantium. Because vibranium does does not originate on Earth, or at least it didn't until Marvel did whatever they did. If that's how it works, I have no idea. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, no. I would probably just say adamant adamantium myself, honestly. Tell me this. Um. Mm, Wolverine has adamantium bones, right? And a whole adamantium skeleton. Okay, so Deadpool's carbonadium sword is able to cut off uh, Wolverine's limbs. So carbonadium is stronger than adamantium. It uh, also negates healing factor. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. If, I don't know if Deadpool just has those. I think there is a comic where he has them. I don't know. Well, it depends, because Deadpool has this magic ability to just pull stuff out of thin air, and he can pull those out of thin air. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. But Deadpool is, you know, I mean, Deadpool's like a pocket thing. Like, he, he breaks the fourth wall, he knows he's in a comic, so he knows, like, basically, he knows writing. And it's like, if he wants to do stupid writing, what's something stupid? Just something that completely invalidates one of the most invalidatable characters in the comics, Wolverine. Just a sword that is his kryptonite, even though he shouldn't have one. Uru is the metal that the Thor's weapons are made out of. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot that. Again, doesn't originate on Earth. Uh, yeah. I, I With all of them combined, I couldn't tell you. but And I think that the whole carbonadium thing... I think that's just a Deadpool spoof thing. I don't like because, like, as far as I'm aware, I don't think that's anywhere else. I've never heard of it before anywhere other than Deadpool having those swords. Because I do know that, like, that was a thing. He's the only one I know who possesses that, and I, <laughs> I think it's just because it's it's Deadpool. Like, it doesn't actually exist. It's just Deadpool makes it exist because he's he can. Because he can, because he, he's he's a spoof, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he's like, I need something to beat Wolverine. Oh, look at this sword that can naturally do that. Yeah. I, I think I would personally just say, honestly, I would just settle with adamantium uh, in my own head. Because uh, for the hundredth time again, adamantium is the only one that I'm pretty sure is just on Earth. It's It's there, you know? Right. Uh, originated on Earth. Uh, everything else is like a space metal. And carbonatum doesn't count. Uh, does it actually tell us what Thanos' sword is made out of? I don't know. Uh, the thing is, is, I mean, could you really even count on that? Because, I mean, that's from the movie. That makes sense. And that would be Disney confirming that. And 
Disney doesn't really ever know what they're talking about. There, okay, so I see I see a result. Um, it's most likely made out of Uru when he forged. Um, but that that doesn't make much sense because at that point in time he didn't force Eitri to make him the gauntlet. So did he go there, have him make him the sword, and then go fight? Well, I mean, but look, okay. So the weapons that are made at uh, Nidalemir, those are, as as far as I'm aware, those are basically like magic weapons, right? Milner, right. Stormbreaker, the Gauntlet, because the Gauntlet isn't just a hunk of metal that you can put stones in. Like there's there's something to it, you know, something else, something mystical. A uh, gauntlet capable of harnessing the power of the stones. Thanos's sword isn't a mystical thing. I don't think you need Nidalevir to forge a weapon out of Uru if it's just, like, a sword made out of it, right? Right. So, I mean, for all we know, I mean, he could have forged it himself or, you know, someone, like, in his, in his slave army for I don't know. I don't think... Case in point, I don't think it was made at Nidalevir, if that were the case. Yeah, it's it's kind of far-fetched to believe. Um, so, I don't know. I, it's far-fetched, but that's that's my only guess. Uh, we're an hour 20 in. We can stop now if you want. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think we can call it. We talked a great amount about what our original topic was, and of course, we veered off into other things that are pretty pretty similarly, you know, tangential well there's one thing enough we are really good at keeping conversation going even when our topic has run out at least and even and even when i have a brain fart yeah and i still need to add that little fart sound on my soundboard i'll be sure to do that i was hoping you would play it as soon as i said it uh yeah i i searched it like in the search bar but it wasn't letting me like add it i could i can only click it on here so i'll have to like find it Let's see. Right. No, that's no. Give, give me a minute. You do your thing. Well, thank you all so much for coming and listening to our excuse me podcast. Be sure to follow our uh, socials on Twitch, Twitch, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, and Instagram at Jobro Radio J O B R O R A D I O. Follow our solo stream pages on Twitch. Mine is just Phoenix One Hundred One J U S T P H O E N I X One Zero One. And Gage's is Frosty But or Frosty Butcher Two TV, right? You were about to say Frosty Booger, weren't you? Yeah, Frosty Booger. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, F O R S T Y B U T C H E R T T V for for Gage, and uh, when we eventually uh, make it because we're lazy and forget, uh, Joe Bro T T V, J O B R O T T V. Um, what else? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's pretty much it. Once again, check out our lovely sponsor, WDUBBY.GG, for a good energy powder, gamer fuel, whatever you want to call it, and use code JOBRO10, J-O-B-R-O-10, at checkout for 10% off your order. Oh, I thought you were done talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Did I you... sound like I was done? I For a minute, there was like a brief pause. I was just really excited to play it. <laughs> Okay, you got any concluding notes, bud? Um, I love you. 
You love me? Or do you love the audience? No, no, not you. I hate your guts. I love the audience. I love the audience, too. Except yeah. for you, Johnson. Oh, well, I don't... You know what, Johnson? I love you. Me. Screw Neil. You don't need him. I'll hold you at night. <laughs> I'll tuck you in and... Let, let Johnson, when I meet you one day, if that ever happens, you will never go to bed with an untucked sheet and an unkissed forehead. That's my concluding note. For Johnson specifically, everyone else, just, I don't know, have a good day. You're cool. <laughs> all right, well, once again, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great after morning, noon, day, night. Peace. Peace.